Christ is risen. Unto us he has given eternal life. Let us worship his resurrection on the third day. Christ is risen. Indeed he is risen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For whatever reason, the image from one of the Lord of the Rings movies came into my mind a little bit ago. And it is the scene where Gandalf returns as Gandalf the White, and you see him on the ridge, transfigured from his own descent with the Balrog and his victorious summoning and coming with help to save the fellowship. This in our gospel reading reflects the situation. Our Lord comes and it's the evening of Sunday, so as we are moving into this evening, the first day of the week, the doors were shut, and the disciples are crouching in fear. Talk about a gospel for this past year in so many ways. For no matter where you are, in your assessment of whatever has happened in this past year, there's been a lot of shut doors and fear. But it's our Lord who comes and shows his glory, as I think we have glimpsed, beheld in the past few days, especially in the glorious celebration that we had last night of this Paschal victory of our Lord coming transfigured before us. And as we sing and as we move and as we shift out of the silence of Holy Saturday and all of the torture and shame and violence from Holy Thursday evening to Holy Friday, and then we come to light. And our Lord appears to us. This isn't just an overwhelming light that just, you know, forces us, that just bowls us over, and there's some aspect of that. But what does he come to his disciples who are crouched in fear behind shut doors. He comes with a proclamation of peace. Those who have betrayed, those who have fallen away, those who went back as in the end of another gospel, they're like, well, I guess that adventure is done. We're going to go back to fishing. Because <laughs> I guess that was an episode in our life we'll talk about, and, but we need to get back to work. But it is our Lord who comes and proclaims to them, Peace be unto you all. But that's not all. In his glory, he comes and he points to his wounds. He points to where we encounter the glory of God. His hands and his side. That in his great condescension to us, it was not just that he came among us and talked to us 
you know, gave us some good moral principles and teachings that he came along and left an organization to make sure that things go okay after he leaves to continue teaching. There's an aspect of that that is true. That is part of what the apostles and the church is. But as it is, as they're touching in his side, and he sees that the disciples change at that moment in knowing the victory of their Lord, even in the face of their betrayal, of their doubt, everything that they are hiding from, that they, their faces change. Gladness, joy pours forth from their face. And he tells them, again, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And he breathes upon them the Holy Spirit. Our Lord's Pascha is not just a vindication of his teachings or of an organization. It is the God-breathed church. It is all of us as the disciples gathered together. For we all fear. We all have shut doors. We all have betrayed. We've all been Judas. At times we are Mary at the cross. Other times we may be even be John, the apostle, who accepts Mary as his mother. But it is in the proclamation and in the empowering of the church to continue the mission of Christ that he, as he was sent by the Father, he then breathes upon us the Holy Spirit, empowering us for the same mission. It is not for us to die on Golgotha for the salvation of the world, to breathe eternal life into these dead bones, but it is up for our mission to tell Thomas, to witness to the glory that we have seen, the vulnerability that our Lord has shown to us, going all the way down as depths of whatever we struggle with, and grabbing hold of us, and pulling us up, that this is our mission. And there's this past year, ups, downs, up, down, up, down, up, down. Maybe not as many ups. <laughs> Maybe more trending downward with little spikes of up. But this past week, and I think especially last evening, that has made abundantly clear to me that our Lord walks among us and the Holy Spirit enlivens each and every one of us. That our mission continues. That we now in some ways have a new breath of life after a hiatus, after being shut indoors, after fear. Because in our midst there still may be Thomases. In fact, Let's be honest. Do we not also have Thomas lingering within every one of our hearts? And we have to come back time and again. This is part of the reason why the church, we don't just do this once every 20 years. This is every year. So that we can come, like Thomas, as we will have this upcoming Sunday, to be able to touch the wounds of our Lord, knowing that they have been enlivened 
because the Holy One of Israel was not to have his flesh decay, but he was raised triumphant, empowering his church, every single one of us, to continue the mission of proclamation of the gospel. So let us continue this Paschal season in, season in sharing the good news that Christ is risen, that we have this particular place in East Tennessee to spread that gospel, to grow Christ's church, so that we can all, uh, as the fellowship saw Gandalf coming right, with this huge army to save them, that we can all rejoice now and in eternity. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Christos Anesti. Christos Voskresi. Christos Voskresi.